0: welcome 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 okay before i get into this week's dating advice i have to tell you about an experience i had it's another not your dating guru moment to be shared for sure for those of you who do not know what that is it's probably about a year ago just over a year ago i started referring to myself as not your dating guru and this was born out of an experience that i'd had and I felt compelled to share with my audience because there's this little perception a miss if you will that I have the perfect dating life and all these amazing things happen to me and they do but that's just 50% of the time because like life all things are 50% good and 50% bad and my dating life is no exception so that other 50%, I'm out here on the streets with you, and I'm in absolute shock sometimes and disbelief, and I find myself saying or thinking, wait, what? And this story is one of those. So well, how did this start? I was I was out with a friend, and we were just low-key having, you know, me, zero-proof cocktails and probably some frites, $16 frites now, because that's what they're charging the places I go, so I need to find some new places to go. Anyway, this guy goes walking by and um he was decked out in double denim and you know it just seemed natural that we were like oh my gosh denim daddy like what are you doing where are you going and we had this feeling that he was going where we were going and uh, we weren't wrong because i stopped to talk to him i was like hey do you know where this is and like what the parking's gonna be like and he's like wow yeah i do actually and i was like of course you do wranglers long story short, we see him again the next day. He and I exchange numbers to go two-stepping. And I was like, this is so exciting and fun. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. Tuesday rolls around. And that day, like we're just casually texting, confirming time. And he sends me a picture with a hard-on in his jeans from his, from his vehicle. And I'm not really big I'm not into dick pics like at all, really. If I'm dating somebody and we have something going, that's one thing. But this just kind of felt like an aggressive move for someone to make considering. I, I don't know him, but he said, oh, my God, that wasn't meant for you. <laughs> and I said, oh, I hope she gets it. And he was like, "Wow, lesson like lesson of the day: don't sex and drive." And I said, "This is incredibly, like, funny to me and great fodder for my work." And then he's like, "What do you do?" And then I said, "You know, I write a column about sex and dating." And he's like, "Well, hopefully a chub and wrangler's major day." And then I was like, "Whoa, not sure how I feel about that sentence in general." Or you now? I didn't say that out loud, but it certainly—I had a visceral feel like just my body was like so anyway we're supposed to meet that night for dancing I was having dinner with a friend before and I had bought these new jeans now they were these Italian denim jeans and they were super high rise and they had these like two buttons snap buttons on top and every time my rib cage would like expand for breath they would they would pop so I'm like sitting at dinner from my friend across from her and my buttons keep unbuttoning And I'm totally embarrassed, but not because I'm like, oh my God, I was just agitated. By the end of the dinner, I had had to like button my pants probably like 20 times. And I thought, okay, I cannot go dancing. I can't breathe in these jeans, let alone be moving around like that, two-stepping. And so I just sent him a text and I was like, hey, I am not going to be able to make it tonight. I hope you understand. I'm leaving first thing in the morning for... A trip and blah blah blah. He sends a text like an hour and a half later and he's like, Oh, I've been looking for you. And I was like, That's kind of weird, because I feel like you would have looked at your phone a long time ago. But anyway, I said, I'm so sorry. That's I I feel terrible, but I didn't tell him about the jeans. Anyway, I don't hear from him again. I wasn't in my head. My friend was like, Oh, I think he feels a little dissed by you. And I was like, well, the buttons on the jeans were a real thing. And, you know, it wasn't really about the dick pick. I kind of thought that was funny, but also aggressive. Maybe it was, I don't know. I called him two weeks later and I was like, denim daddy. And I had left a message and I said, hopefully this is your inbox. (laughs) I'm not sliding into someone else's by mistake, but I'd really like to circle back on that dance if you want to. And I never heard a thing from him. Then I'm out with another friend. And he's like, how's your dating life? And I said, well, let me tell you this funny story. And he knew who I was talking about. And I was like, wait, what? And he like kind of fills me in on some gossip about the situation. And I was like, whoa, was not expecting that. Because P.S., let me rewind. The last text this guy had sent me Besides the, I've been looking for you for the last hour and a half or something. He had said, I'm, I, something like, this isn't my style. I'm actually really modest. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, it was an accident and we all send pictures. It's no big deal. But based on what my friend was telling me, I was like, this guy doesn't sound modest. Like, whoa. (laughs) But anyway, I get the lowdown and I'm just like, this is so funny. This town is so small. My dating life is hilarious. And then... And then it was another two weeks and I went two-stepping and I ran into my friend who had filled me in on him. And while he and I were talking, Denim Daddy walks up to us and Denim Daddy's with somebody. And he's like, oh, wow, you two know each other? And we're like, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, brief explanation of this is my friend. I met through another friend and, you know, kind of, and I was like, so how did, how did you two meet? And he's like, well... A couple years ago, I started fucking her and her husband. And um yeah, so, you know, she asked me if I wanted to go out today, and here we are. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, that's. And the woman was like, oh my God, he just led with that. And I said, because I felt uncomfortable for her and everybody around us, I was like, oh gosh, man, my friend and I, our story really does pale in comparison to you guys. Uh, Mm. anyway, like did not know what to say other than like, what a cool way to meet. And then my friend and I started talking and then I heard him to her say, was that, was that too much for you? Should I have not like said that? She's like, well, you know what I mean? And that, con- that reaffirmed what my friend's gossip was, which was, oh yeah, he's having a moment. He's like having a good time right now, like exploring and doing things and So his comment about being modest and perhaps he is modest and his, that might be modest behavior. You know, things are so relative words, they have meaning, but they have very different meanings to all of us. And that is my, not your dating guru story for you this time. You guys, I swear, I'm I'm sure someone's going to get mad at me for telling that story. I honestly don't fucking care because I think it's really funny because I know you're all going through these things where you're like wait what (laughs) what just happened there how did this happen okay so i was having dinner by myself at the super cute little spot there was this couple to the right of me and when i go out alone i never feel like i'm actually alone because obviously you're surrounded by people and I can't help but to immerse myself into the conversations I'm hearing. Like I'm a total eavesdropper and I love listening to other people talk. I especially love listening to people talking when I think they might be on a date. My brain is like trying to figure out everything I can, like how long they've been together. Are they having sex? How did they meet? Is one more engaged? Is this going to work? And uh, I'm like critiquing everything that's going on. So as luck would have it, I was next to this man and woman who were on a date. And at first I was like, I was a little unsure. I thought maybe this couple was married because he was talking endlessly like about his work and she was so uninterested. And I was like, that's like a marriage, like a four to seven year vibe. And as he talked on and on about his work, I thought, oh my God, Dude, you have got to stop! Like nobody wants to hear about your day like this. Like, and she definitely doesn't like. Aren't you seeing that? And I noticed he is like asking her questions, and she would give a one, two, three-word response. Like, not into it. Getting up, went to the bathroom, which I totally didn't know she was in the bathroom on her phone texting. Like, help, send text, anybody, something. What's going on on Instagram? We know it. We we know it because we've done it. So. When The first time she got up and left, I was a little bit tempted to be like, hey, are you on a date? Did you just meet? Was it an app? Like, I wanted to be so in there and just be like, dude, you should, you know, let her talk. People love to talk about themselves. Like, maybe ask some questions and get her into talking and feeling comfortable. But before I could say anything, I was interrupted by my server who, you know, I was like, hey, I'd love a tonic and lime. And she's like, that has so much sugar. And i looked at her and smiled and was like okay um california you're so cute i understand i get leg cramps i need the i think it's called quinine it's like for creating electrolytes but i didn't tell her any of this she just kind of reminded me of my 19 year old self when i used to tell people they couldn't order white bread because i had too much sugar when i was working a graveyard shift at this place called the hurricane cafe i'm way off topic so Anyway, by the time this woman comes back to the table, like, I won't say the whole restaurant could feel how miserable she was, but I definitely was like, are you okay? (laughs) Because we're all feeling this. And he picked up on it and he's like, hey, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Mm -hmm." And then, you know, picks up her drink. And this is when I realized this isn't because this guy is talking about his work and he's a bore. No, no, no. It's because this woman isn't making any effort at all. Like, not into him. Not into him. And that's when I started to feel just like a little bit uncomfortable. And I've been this person. But he's like, so tell me about your family. She's like, they're great. And then she's like looking around the restaurant and then picks up her drink again and then like puts a Brussels sprout in her mouth. I I see it. I know it because I've been it. You're out with someone. And I don't know, maybe you felt offended by something they said or you thought, oh, my gosh, this is not what I expected at all. And I do not want to maybe give them the wrong idea or I don't want to hurt their feelings. If I'm nice and I am open and I'm having a conversation and then they might think I'm interested as opposed to if I just said, hey, this isn't clicking for me, then they'll think I'm rude. And so what we do instead is we just kind of like guard up, shell over Right, I started to feel so bad for this guy because like he was trying in all earnest, like trying so hard, literally carrying a conversation for both of them. He asked about her, like I said, yes, about her family, where she had lived. It was great, yeah, it was great. They're great. It was it was just like that. So he asks like if she wants anything else, and she says, "I need to get going." And he offers to get the check, and she says, "Yeah, I'm gonna get my Uber." The server brings a check and some boxes, gives them to her. She packs up the food and then stands up. And then he stands up and she gives him this awkward hug and just walks out with the food. And at this point, I'm like, oh, dude, how did you guys even both arrive at this table? I like really wanted to talk to him. But this is when my friend walked up and was the universe's way of absolutely saving him from me. So today, I just want to dive in and offer some advice for those who are on the other side of the table wishing they were anywhere else. Some suggestions, you know, like, hey, what are you doing to make not just your dating experience more pleasurable, but your experience in general, more pleasurable? Because there's something that you're forgetting as a person in the world. No one is making you stay on a date that you don't want to be on. We're so quick to forget that we have choice in our life, that we have like the agency to decide. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. And that includes sitting through a date. But your brain is like, that would be so rude. Who heard something from your grandma or a teacher or somebody in society that taught you manners and etiquette. It's better to just sit there and be polite. It's better to pretend. And that's what you're doing, right? Like you're just staying and doing something when you don't want to. And I don't even know how well some of us like pull off pretending that we want to be there. Like I said, from my own experience and what I was seeing this other night, it's like you don't realize how obvious it looks. And I'm going to describe it to a T because I'm going to describe myself. But first I want you to like just realize what's going on subconsciously is your brain is convincing you that sitting through it, would be less painful than speaking up and leaving. I want you to really think about that. When you're sitting across from someone that you don't want to be with, the reason you're doing it is because you are convinced that if you were to say something that would feel worse. And what you can't see is that the lack of engagement and the emotional experience you're feeling inside and what that's creating for you is actually far worse but you're so in your head about how miserable you are, you can't even like get it. So let's just examine, okay? We know that our thoughts fuel our feelings and those drive all of our actions. This is everything you do or don't do. And in turn, this creates our results or experience of any circumstance outside of us. So if you're sitting there thinking, this guy is so lame, I wanna leave. He won't stop talking. This is never ending. You are creating a variety of feelings ranging from impatient agitated and just general discomfort let's take a moment and imagine a time when you were on a date sitting across from someone you didn't want to be with how did you express yourself what were your actions like what were you doing I for one stopped talking as much I start thinking about where I'd rather be I'm not listening to the person I'm looking around putting whatever food and drink in my mouth that I can as to move the process along. I get up, I go to the bathroom, check my phone, looking at clocks and the time. It's like it's stopped. I'm practically holding my breath, waiting for the relief of walking out of there and getting into the Uber. So if you had to describe my experience to me of what I look like from the outside, I think we would all agree, maybe not even just miserable, but very preoccupied. Like I need, there's, I'm checked out, uninterested. There's somewhere else I need to be. What our brain fails to understand in these moments is that this is the, like, this is our own personal experience for ourselves. We are feeling all of that based on our thinking and all of that is optional. It's all optional. Understanding that your thoughts are optional, that you get to choose what you want to think about what has happened externally is what liberates you from the internal discomfort. It's not the shitty date or the lame person across from you. It's the thoughts that you're having. I'm stuck here. This person sucks. That's creating it. The truth is we're surrounded by shitty people, lame people all the time, but we don't experience it the same way. Right? So if you're not willing to leave, choose to view and think about the experience or the person across from you, the date, from a different lens. And choose one that feels good for you and serves you. Byron Katie said it best when she said, your, your illusion about reality is a delusion. You might as well pick the one that serves you and feels good. Meaning you're making up your perception and creating stories of the events and the people and the words you're hearing and seeing it's all made up based on how you subconsciously choose to interpret it. So you can start creating awareness in these moments and shift the lens from which you're viewing what is happening doesn't mean you pretend to love somebody, but we can go in and go all in on our decision to stay and make the most of it. It's like when you're having sex with someone and it's not exactly great, but you're already in it. I mean, you might as well make the most of it and get yours, you know, instead of just like lying there and your body's like shifting up and down and the bed is like kind of rocking and you can hear it creaking as he like pumps into you missionary style and your face is like bored with this gaze that is longing to know if anyone messaged you on Instagram this is where you just like want to take the bull by the handle and get the clit up on the saddle just turn the tables y'all or fucking leave like go right you know one's making you stay you want to do is consciously choose for like a best case scenario the dominant feeling you want to have again let's go back we're on a date not into this guy you know you're not going to leave he's not the one you're not going to leave. But he's not the one sometimes what i choose to think or feel if i'm gonna have a dominant feeling because i think no matter what i'm just gonna learn something about myself and someone else in the next hour so it fuels curiosity and play for me how do you want your experience your life experience by the way on the state to be i always lead in my brain with i'm going to meet a new friend If I go on a date with somebody that way, I'm already like interested and curious and wanting to get to know them. Sometimes I get the impression that people, when they're on a date, they have this feeling that they're in an interview process or they have the thought that they're in an interview process. And I don't know what feeling that might bring up for some people. I know what it would bring up for me, which is like anxiety. So you act in a way that is, you know, just a little more formal then you are around your friends or your family versus like if you went on a job interview and you didn't really care if you got the job and or you like maybe you already know it's in the bag or you're not whatever the job is no longer part of the outcome but you're sitting across from this person and you're just like whatever I can completely be myself and natural you just drop your guard and you get to know this person another human in the world i think what we often forget in dates is like suddenly this person is no longer a human in the world that we can just get to know and we disassociate from it and from them and disconnect and this is where i want to offer you step up your conversational skills and start asking questions like be interested get curious don't ask somebody about their family member like other exes or work and definitely don't mention politics you know, I had a friend ask me once, what are some good questions to ask during a first date? And you know, I don't believe there are blanket, good blanket questions. I said that that feels like an interview process and I don't want to feel like I'm on an interview. You just want to get to know people. And I understand this can be difficult when the conversation isn't flowing and not everyone's a natural at this. I've got an idea for you. Now I know this is going to sound a little bit like a roulette, but I think it could be a lot of fun ask someone to open up their phone and show you their internet tabs. Just be like, hey, I've got this fun idea. Let's let's reveal one another search tabs. <laughs> if that's even what they're called, I don't know. You show me yours and I'll show you mine kind of situation. I can't imagine that your tabs would be more incriminating <laughs> than mine. Um, I actually came up with this idea because I was looking at my tabs and it made me think like, shit, if someone saw this, Well, they would have a pretty good idea about what I've got going on. So uh, Google search the word apotheosis, which is to mean climax. I just love that it's another option. Um, Playboy Centerfold creator page, anal bleaching and lightning chart, my Tribesa homepage, my Substack page, popular men's magazines. I'm doing some research. Horny goat weed, more research. Those last two alone would give me like hours of conversation. The bleaching, the bleaching chart. That I have on there. Now I haven't even shown that to anyone. Well, obviously I showed it to everyone on my column. I haven't shown my internet tabs to anybody, but that has been an endless conversation since it came up with countless people, from friends to dates. Like it has dominated my conversations. Everybody that I sit down with. So anyway, I have the New Yorker, KUTX, a blob mirror that I'm kind of interested in purchasing for a room, and then the Cap 10K race that's coming up. So as you can see, there's so much to talk about there. What's on your internet tabs? I'm so curious. There's got to be something interesting. And I want to know, would you be willing to be like, hey, I'll show you mine. You show me yours. I think it could start a really interesting, like I said, I'm going to say it 50 times conversation. Maybe that feels a little too bold. I totally get it. So a safer, you know, less incriminating option might be, show me your Spotify, because then you'll see like what their top music is and podcasts, and that could also lead to a really good conversation. I had this happen too. I was recently on a on a little date. I'll call it a date, a meetup, if you will. And he offered me a ride afterwards, and you know, despite me being like hyper risk averse, I accepted the ride because we have friends in common. But otherwise, I don't recommend getting in the car with strangers. Anyway, I got into his car. And he said, what would you like to listen to? And I thought, well, this will be interesting. So I said, why don't you show me what's on your Spotify? (laughs) I'll see what you've been playing. And uh, you guys, super cute. I took a picture of this because it like really happened. His Spotify came up and there was like song, song, song. And then guess whose podcast was on there? Mm -hmm. It was mine, which if you want to know a little secret about, if you want me to think like that you're interested in me, show me that you are reading or listening to my work. That is that is it right there. It really, that just means so much to me. I'm like, oh my God, when, are we, when am I gonna see you again? Cause you're, it's just to me genuinely, they're interested in what I'm doing and I take my work very seriously. So that was incredibly flattering. The point is you get to learn so much about people When you just sit and you stay open to having conversations and asking questions, but don't make it feel like an interview, you know, keep it fun and keep it creative. If you can, if you can sit down at that date or at the table knowing, okay, this person isn't for me, but I'm not willing to say that right now. What if you could shift the thoughts to, well, you know what, maybe I'm going to make a great friend. This could be a really good friend. And I love good conversations. And I love learning new and different things about people. Like, what could I learn today from this person and start there? You know, if you think about it, at least this is, again, how I like to think about it. If I can get to know somebody, learn a thing or two, have some good food, maybe laugh. Well, that's an hour really well spent in my book. And if we can remain open in these spaces, especially where we're feeling resistance, that's usually where you're going to learn a lot about you, a lot about you. If you can drop that guard in that wall and just be open to getting to know somebody, regardless of that outcome, huge. Uh, but lastly, under no circumstances, do you take the food? It's not a good look. And frankly, it's making all of us who like to have our dates paid for and have dinner bought for us look really bad because people they talk about that they absolutely talk about that so they're like oh that's the only reason they were there they just wanted to have a free dinner if you're not interested in someone leave the brussels sprouts behind or offer to pay for half okay because nothing is free in exchange for those brussels sprouts you need to be nice and act interested you can't just take those after being miserable and making everybody around you of miserable okay so nothing is free don't the food all right until next time good luck out there